episode 156 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast. Sean St. Jacques back here with you talking Knicks and NBA, and we are watching the draft live yet again this season. The commissioner, Adam Silver, just stepped up to the podium. What we're going to do is what we normally do. We are going to um, watch the first 10 picks. The Knicks are pick 11. We'll watch through that. Then we will skip ahead to wherever the Knicks go from there. Whether that's going to be 41 and then that's it. Will they trade things? It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. So that's the plan for the evening. Uh, Adam Silver is going through his early pleasantries. And we're going to see what happens. Uh, the latest uh, is that Paolo Bancaro out of Duke is most likely going to be now the number one pick. It had been Jabari Smith for so very long. But the Magic had a late twist up their sleeve that they had held very close to the chest. Throughout these last few months, like I've said in the past, things change quickly in the NBA draft. So we will see. Uh, I just tweeted out. For those that like to follow what I tweet out during the draft, that I think the Knicks should trade up to get Jaden Ivey. I don't think they're going to, but I think the Knicks have to go for it tonight. It's looking more and more likely that other teams like Boston could come in for Jalen Brunson. Uh, there's also news that the Knicks could be connected with Kyrie Irving. That's a whole nother thing. Apparently Kyrie might want to leave Brooklyn, which could lead, lead to Kevin Durant. Leaving Brooklyn, it's so quickly unraveling potentially there for the Nets. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, there's a lot going on. I also have food on the way. So uh, I'll, I'm probably going to have to at least, uh, if you hear an edit or something, I'm, it might be me picking up my food <laughs> when it gets to the door. All of it's happening. It's all kicking off. Um, so before Adam Silver gets into uh, the first pick, I do want to mention as well, Thank you to everybody that read my article this week on second round Knicks options. Uh, really appreciated the great feedback from you all on that and everybody that read it. Really appreciate it. I'm going to be writing a, you know, a recap slash thoughts on how the Knicks draft goes tonight after I record this podcast. So you can read that along with all the other great writers we have on postingandtoasting.com and really appreciate the thought and support there. Really excited to get back into the writing space and to make it official. So very, very cool. Um, so I'm excited to continue that week in and week out. Again, during the off season, it's probably going to be roughly one article a week, upping it to two articles a week during the regular season and potentially, we hope, the Knicks playoff run next season. We'll see. Tonight could be a big uh, yay or nay on that <laughs> happening. So we will wait and see what happens right now they're just flashing to everybody who is suited and booted in uh, Brooklyn where they're having the draft at Barclays Center so it's very uh very interesting uh the magic are now on the clock they just showed some magic fans on the screen uh, again Woj from ESPN uh tweeted out about 10 minutes I think before we came on 15 minutes before we came on that instead of Jabari Smith, it's going to be Paolo Bancaro, who they are going to likely take first overall. I told you this might happen, that things can change very quickly, you know, between days, weeks, months in the draft. One Knicks note I should mention as well, 
that if the Knicks don't trade up to get Jaden Ivey, instead of staying put, Shadon Sharp could be on the Knicks' radar as well. Another guy that could potentially be a point guard. We'll have to see what happens with that. But for right now, uh, I'm hoping the Knicks use their use what they have to trade up to get Jaden Ivey. Uh, there's been a lot of talk around the Knicks potentially trading Julius Randle tonight. Most of that is speculation. There hasn't been any reports around that necessarily. It's more of a rumor mill kind of a thing. Uh, Woj is on the screen right now. I just muted the draft so I can focus on what I'm saying. So I'm guessing that he's explaining the fact that it's looking more and more likely that Paolo Bancaro gets picked here at number one. It's going to be very interesting to see if that happens. Obviously, Woj is reporting it, which means it's pretty much a done deal. But you never know. Again, it's the draft. Crazy things can happen. I'm not going to have Twitter open, by the way, during the draft. I think I have to, I'm pretty sure I have to preface that every year. I don't have it open. So, because I want to have a genuine reaction. I don't like it when, you know, know, years pass, NFL draft, NBA draft, more more importantly, uh, as far as what we have tonight, you see, you know, people follow the draft online and they know before the, like it takes away, they know before the commissioner says it that takes away some of the fun in my opinion i would rather watch it live and react genuinely to it and then look to twitter and see what happened afterwards the fallout you know all that kind of stuff that's more fun for me than you know well you know blah 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 Woj said this so this happened so the pick is in orlando's pick is in up until today We were under the impression that Jabari Smith out of Auburn was going to be the selection. It appears it is going to be Paolo Bancaro instead. Again, that was reported about 15, 20 minutes ago before we came on the air here. So very excited to see if that is the case. Uh, Malik Andrews, uh, Kendrick Perkins, and Jay Billis are doing the draft coverage on ESPN. Oh yeah, I'm also I guess I'll mention this too. I'm watching it on ESPN. I think there's an ABC coverage as well. I have picked the ESPN coverage to watch. Um Malika Andrews by the way is the first woman ever to host the NBA draft and it's on the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Very cool uh thing there. Congratulations to her and and uh 50th anniversary of Title IX is also a special occasion to say the least as well. So uh, the clock is still ticking for some reason inside of Barclays Center, but the pick's been in for at least a minute, and I think they're going to throw it to Adam Silver now, who is, they're panning over, still not going up to the podium yet. The clock is still ticking. I, that normally doesn't happen when the pick is in. All right, here comes Adam Silver. Okay, that now the clock goes, all right, let's get down to business here. Adam Silver is up there. He is going to announce that the first pick of the NBA draft is Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. Wow. So Paolo Bancaro is the first pick in the draft, and he is going to be a member of the Orlando Magic. I didn't expect that if it wasn't go. I'll say this. Up until today... If it wasn't going to be Jabari Smith, because again, it felt like a done deal for weeks, for months almost, that it was going to be Jabari Smith, that if it wasn't him, that it was, I thought it would be Chet Holmgren, to be totally honest with you. But 
the closer you get to the draft, a lot more people are saying that Paolo Bancaro could be the most NBA-ready player in the draft. Tough to argue. Tough to argue. I think I still think Jaden Ivey is the best player in the draft, but I have to say I'm including upside in there. People say that Paolo, Paolo Bancaro tomorrow is the best player from this draft class. So, fair enough, and Orlando kept this close to the vest throughout the entire process, and Duke's Paolo Bancaro is now a member of the Orlando Magic. Now, listen, there's two things I want to mention about Paolo Bancaro. He's got two very, very big-time attributes. Very physical player, guy that has the body that's already ready to be an NBA player. I think there's no question about that. But he's also a tremendous, tremendous scorer. He's a very good scorer. The basketball can score at all three levels. And I must say, can make plays happen for his teammates as well. Can also get to the rim. Can you know make things happen in the paint, whether it's facilitating or drawing fouls, things of that nature. You know, he was, in my opinion, he's been a top three prospect the whole time. Didn't think he'd go number one. To be honest, with that. I thought it was going to be Smith or Holmgren for a decent chunk of it. Not to say that it was you know zero percent chance Bancaro, but you always kind of felt like it wasn't going to go that way, but. Late here, 11th hour, literally, it's Paolo Bancaro. So it's a very interesting uh, situation here. I I will mention as well, they're showing some NBA comps. Michael Beasley and Ben Simmons aren't exactly promising NBA comps for a player that just went first overall in the draft, I must say. Uh, Michael Beasley didn't last very long at at a high level, I should, should mention, in the NBA. And Ben Simmons is going through the Ben Simmons things and can't shoot the basketball. So that's not great. But uh, I think what they mean is that Paolo Bancaro is a very good playmaker, can score the basketball at an extremely high level. So that's really what it comes down to. It's very impressive what he can bring to the floor. And now Oklahoma City is up next. And they're on the clock. And I must say... I don't know where they're going to go now. They could go, frankly, they could go Chet Holmgren here, uh, to be totally honest with you. And that would really shake up the draft. Jabari Smith, who, you know, maybe saw himself as a first overall pick uh, 48 hours ago, could drop to three very quickly here. But I could also see OKC just saying, well, 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 look what's happened here. And uh, maybe it ends up leading to them selecting Jabari Smith. Instead, it could be it could be as simple as that. You know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I'm also waiting for an order of food. I'm I, I, sorry I keep mentioning that, but I, at some point I may have to, uh, you know, skip here because I, I got to eat. You know, I might be eating on, on this uh, podcast tonight as well. I'm not going to wait until the 11th pick here to eat. I apologize for that. But just a crazy, crazy uh, start to the draft. And again... This was a late twist that that occurred literally 10 minutes before ESPN started the actual draft coverage. Oh, and OKC, okay. OKC's pick is in. OKC's pick is in. They're still interviewing Paolo Bancaro uh, on the air here, but OKC's pick is in. Um, Very interesting to see what happens. They're interviewing Paolo Bancaro and his mom. So, okay, pick is in for OKC. They're about to cut over to Adam Silver, who's going to walk up to the podium here. I am very interested to see what this is going to be because there's really, there could honestly, you know, two options are on the table here, I would think, in Holmgren and Smith, uh, but I could see 
yeah, you never know. This could go a different direction here, but I'm kind of thinking it's going to be either Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren. I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning Chet Holmgren with this pick for some reason. I haven't looked. I haven't looked, but I think Chet Holmgren fits what they need a little bit more, especially, you know, with a Shea Gilders Alexander uh, already in place. I don't know. This is an interesting, I mean, OKC needs so much. Um, I just don't think because Shea Gilders Alexander is there, I just don't think they're going to take Jaden Ivey here. Again, I could be wrong, but to be fair, Jabari Smith, you know, OKC could have thought for a long time they didn't have a chance at him and maybe they take him instead. You know, maybe they take him instead. They just showed Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren on the screen, which means it's probably one of them. <laughs> I mean, that they, you know, ESPN does know who gets picked, obviously, before Adam Silver goes up there. So very interested to see how this plays out. But I, I again, it's going to be one of those two. There's no question about that. Adam Silver is coming up to the podium. Here we go. Uh, enough of the chit chat here. Second pick is going to be they take chet holmgren out of okc wow gonzaga's chet holmgren goes to oklahoma city with the second pick and jabari smith who thought he might be the first overall pick drops to potentially number three in the draft wow so that's big. I kind of expected it to happen. It, it just makes too much sense for them to not take him. I know Jabari Smith would have been the nice option, but it's it seems like OKC was like, yo, you know what? We're not going to go away from the guy we've been loving the last few weeks. We're going to take our guy. Chet Holmgren is seven feet tall, can shoot the ball, incredibly creative and athletic around the basket. Very, very versatile player. Could have gone number one in this draft very easily. Chet Holmgren is that good defensive player of the year as well in the west coast conference a season ago so it goes bankero one holmgren two with the first two picks of the draft so orlando take palo bankero okc take chet holmgren with the second pick out of gonzaga interesting stuff i again the holmgren picks not as much as of a surprise it's really the fact that palo bankero at the 11th hour is taken number one by Orlando. That's been the big surprise so far, which leads me to believe that you would think, right? You would think Jabari Smith here would go number three to Houston. And then, and then, do the Knicks get involved for Jaden Ivey? That that really, as far as, again, this is a Knicks podcast, that's when the Knicks talk will start, right? Will the Knicks trade up from 11, right? Or will they stay at 11, maybe go Johnny Davis? Will they go Branham out of Ohio State? Will they go with somebody else? So Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky, although his stock has plummeted the last few days. So all of those things are very much in play. So it's it's interesting. Again, they're showing... Player comparisons for Chet Holmgren. I wouldn't be too thrilled with a Chris Tapps Porzingis uh, comparison, but I, I think it does go to the fact that you know he's going to have to stay healthy. There is a Giannis Antetokounmpo though, um, a Giannis uh, comparison there as well. So that that's that's that feels a little bit nicer on Chet Holmgren than a Chris Tapps Porzingis comparison. So congrats to Chet Holmgren. Congrats to Paolo Bancaro. They go. 
two and one respectively at the top of the draft. Still three and a half minutes left for Houston to pick. Oh, they showed Jabari Smith's reaction to that selection and he can't believe it. Wow, they just a big cheek cheek puff there from Jabari Smith. Wow. I mean, that's very rare you see that nowadays. NBA draft in particular. NFL draft is more where you see the wow, the the drops, the things like that. It's been a while in the NBA draft since we've seen that. So we're seeing the uh Man, oh man, we'll, we will, we're, I should say, we're seeing a little bit of draft drama here, which doesn't happen every year in the NBA draft. Now, Houston's got two first-round picks. They've got pick number three. They've got pick 17. The pick is not in yet. Sacramento is next. It's going to be very interesting. Again, this is the, the Knicks, if they want any shot at going forward here and trading up, they have to trade with either Sacramento or Houston. So... That's what we're waiting on here to kind of see if the Knicks get involved in the top four picks. Uh, I think if if there's no trade here, I think it's probably going to be Jabari Smith out of Auburn that goes to Houston. Um, if it's not, this gets really interesting because I don't know where Jabari Smith goes after that, frankly. Then it's, it's kind of a free-for-all at that point because then anybody's fair game to take him because... Sacramento could use him. You go a little bit further down the line and all of a sudden, where does Jabari Smith fall? Because I'm not sure anybody expected him to still be on the board this late in the draft. And it's not late at all. It's number three. But again, everyone kind of expected him to go one, two, most, most particularly one. But the Orlando Magic pulled a rabbit out of their hat here and they picked Paolo Bancaro instead. And... Chet Holmgren was always kind of going to go next. Oh, Jabari Smith is on the phone. He's got a big smile. He said, thank you, thank you. Okay, so that that probably means that Jabari Smith is going to go number three here to Houston. Big shake of the head of approval from his dad. His mom is in, well, not in tears yet, but starting starting to feel that the moment is coming their way. Jabari Smith Jr. is likely going to get picked here at number three. Um, he's just put the phone down. His mom has not reacted. Uh, she, I think she wants, I mean, the camera's on them. I don't blame them for not doing anything, but, uh, there's still, oh, there's still a minute left on the clock. So the pick's not in. Oh, now it is. Okay. The pick is, the pick literally just came in as soon as I finished that sentence. So it's probably going to be Jabari Smith Jr. here. It makes all the sense in the world for Houston to take him, um, and then it really is going to come down to what Sacramento wants to do with the fourth pick. Do they want to say, we'll go with Jaden Ivey here uh, with De'Aaron Fox still in place or they want to build around? That's worth mentioning as well. Will the Knicks get involved? Will someone else get involved, right? I mean, that's really what is going to be interesting over the next few minutes my my doordash order just got delayed so shout out to them for that very much appreciative of them delaying my order um but i'm fine empty stomach no less uh we're ready to go so i'm excited to see what happens here after that again if jabari smith is not picked here which i kind of it almost can't be it's gotta be him at number three it becomes a free-for-all but it looks like it's gonna be jabari smith he just got off the phone obviously Uh, adam silver's at the podium And the Houston Rockets have selected Jabari Smith. So that makes a lot of sense. He's happy uh, inside. I think it's more of a relief than anything else. Parrots are happy. Uh, He does fall from number one 
down to number three. And I think he'll be all right in the end with that. He goes to Houston. Um, and uh, I, I think that, you know, again, his father, they just showed it on the screen. His father was taken by the Kings in 2000 with the 45th pick. So actually, if he didn't get picked here, he could have gotten picked by his dad's draft team as well. That would have been a very interesting story as well. But Jabari Smith Jr. is your number three pick in the NBA draft. And now we wait on the Knicks here. Will the Knicks do what I hope they do, what many hope they do, and go for this and trade up to get Jaden Ivey? Or does Jaden Ivey go to Sacramento or somewhere else? That that really are the only three possibilities on the table. Jabari Smith uh, can't get the hat on, has trouble with the hat. He's now up there taking a big old smiled picture with the NBA commissioner. So very good uh, pick, I think, from Houston. I think they're they're, they're going to be happy with that. Um, they were going to probably get Smith or Bancaro. Again, it looked like Holmgren was going to go to OKC for quite some time. So even though Bancaro goes number one, I think Houston's got to feel good about getting Jabari Smith. Very good defender. I think that's probably his best attribute, but can score the ball as well. Great size, athleticism. Another one of those NBA-ready bodies as well. Good physicality. And really can play at a high level for quite some time in the NBA, it feels like, too. So Sacramento is on the clock. Uh, Detroit would follow. Um, this feels like a trade it or take Jaden Ivey situation for Sacramento. Um, they, there's, there's a world where they don't take him. There is a world where they don't take Jaden Ivey, but I don't think it's a world that we live in. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like Jaden Ivey is going to go here. I mean, listen, Shadon Sharp, uh, Keegan Murray, Dyson Daniels, you know, are all kind of in that. I mean, Benedict Matherin would be an interesting one here. I think there's no question about that. Might be high to take him. But other than that, I kind of see, um, unless the Knicks or somebody else trade up, which again, I, like I said, I, I want them to do that. I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, obviously the Kings who just got Sabonis, they're not going to go that way. Um, they have De'Aaron Fox. So maybe that strays them away from Jaden Ivey and maybe they go Keegan Murray instead. Uh, obviously Mike Brown just became the new head coach. With Sacramento, oh, the pick is in, which likely means that there is no trade here. And that means the Knicks have not traded up in all like although Woj just came on the screen here. Let's I'm gonna unmute. Oh. Woj is saying. I'm gonna unmute. Woj is saying that this could be, and I was just kind of making the case. That this could be a spot where they pass on Jaden Ivey. Woj is saying that the Kings are likely to take Keegan Murray here out of Iowa. Which still leaves the door open for the Knicks to trade up and potentially snag Jaden Ivey. Now one of the reasons that it, it leaves that open as well is because Detroit is next. And they took Cade Cunningham last year. So... This gets very interesting. Um, I'm very fascinated to see how this materializes for the Knicks. This could be an area 
where the Knicks could be given a very nice opportunity here if they want to take it. Because if Jaden Ivey doesn't go at four, doesn't, it looks now like it could be Keegan Murray, he's probably not going to go at five either. Could the Knicks trade up to six? That's a, And remember I said this very early in the draft process, that's a more reasonable place for the Knicks to trade up. This could be an, a chance for the Knicks to really make a big statement. If they're going to trade up, this is an opportunity. This is a really good opportunity for the Knicks to do that. Now let's see what happens. Adam Silver, Adam Silver's at the podium. The Sacramento Kings select. They select Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Wow. Okay. It's been said for a while that Jaden Ivey would be a top four pick. He is not a top four pick in this draft. It makes sense for what the Kings need, I must say. So Keegan Murray, who's a very good scorer, very athletic player. Wow. This is a very interesting turn of events because now, again, Keegan Murray is off the board. Detroit, I believe, is next. They have a point guard. And I think Indiana, oh, that might be tough. Oh, no. that I just realized, oh, okay. I just got myself excited, but I must mention now, I don't have the draft order in front of me. I'm doing this all off of, I'm just watching the monitor. So I think after Detroit, the Pacers are next. And Jaden Ivey's a Purdue kid. Went to Purdue, obviously. So he would stay in Indiana. And would the Knicks, could the Knicks even get a trade out of the Pacers? Oh, man. Oh, it, again, it makes more sense for the Knicks to trade up to six, but the fact that it's Indiana, right? Is it Indiana at six? I got Now I got to have this up. I got to have this up on my screen because I, I, I should have had this up earlier, but I'm trying, again, I'm monitoring my, my food order here. I'm monitoring the draft, trying to avoid Twitter. A lot's happening here. Jaden Ivey, could Jaden Ivey fall into the Knicks' laps here for a potential trade-up? That's kind of what, I'm, what I've got my eyes on here. Okay, the clock is going on Detroit. The clock is going on the Detroit Pistons. And I'm trying to get up the draft order here. I'm having a little bit of trouble because I'm not seeing... Um, let's see... Let me see if I can just pull it up on ESPN's website. They've got four minutes left for Detroit. So four minutes left for Detroit to make their selection. Just trying to pull up the draft order for you. Yeah, so Indiana is six. The Trailblazers are seventh, which could be interesting as well. But I, I don't think Jaden Ivey is going to go past six here i'd be really surprised if that is the case but again we've already had a couple of crazy things happen tonight by the way four straight forwards or centers to be taken in the draft in a guard wing league right they always say it's a guard wing league forwards and centers are going first interesting stuff but anyway um going to be fascinating to see what happens here with detroit because now you can kind of, again, you can see a path for the Knicks to make something happen here. You really can. It, it's a fascinating development, and I'm very curious to see how this plays out. A lot of things can still happen here to benefit the Knicks. So we'll see. 
Uh, there's still three minutes on the clock. I'm checking on my... Oh, my food order is here. So I'm going to actually uh, get that in a second. But before I do, um, I do want to mention as well that I don't think the Knicks will trade up here. If they're going to trade up, I think they're going to trade up with Indiana. Now, if they think Indiana's going to get it, they got to trade up here. If they think Indiana's going to take Jaden Ivey, they've got to do it here. Now, unless Detroit... You know, again, they, they have Cade Cunningham. They kind of don't need Jaden Ivey. So does Detroit take a Benedict Matherin? Johnny Davis becomes a player now. That could be in consideration as well. So, again, this is why this could this could potentially open it up for the Knicks. That's all, that's all I'm saying. There is now an opportunity for the Knicks to potentially do something here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the pick to get taken here for Detroit. Then I'll get my food. I'm going to eat a little bit on this on the podcast. I apologize for that because I got to eat some got to eat sometime. And then we will um, we'll see from there what happens. There's still a minute and change on the clock. Jaden Ivey is a wreck. He looks very nervous. Um, he has not gotten a call, it looks like. The pick is not in, so there's still... Detroit is mulling this over a little bit here. Is this a chance for maybe the Knicks to trade up? I don't know. I don't know. I have not seen any Woj on the screen either. This is a potentially definitive moment in the draft, so very interested to see what happens here. All right, so I did lie a little bit. I just went and got my food. Um, the pick is in. We didn't miss anything. Pick is in. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, all right. No Woj on the screen, which makes me think the Knicks did not trade up here. But there's still a lot on the table. There's a lot on the table that could still happen to make this very, very interesting. So there's still... Let's see. Just looking to see if... Oh, boy. What, what is going to... Adam Silver's not on... Oh, Jaden Ivey is now... Oh, maybe Jaden Ivey's upset because he realized he just got picked. Not, he's not upset, upset, but he's, he's emotional because I think he realized he just got picked. Oh, boy. That might be that for the Knicks. That might be that for the Knicks on Jaden Ivey. Adam Silver's coming up. I think this might be I think this might be where the Jaden Ivey dream ends for the Knicks. I think this is probably gonna be Looks like it's gonna be Detroit. That's it. The fifth pick is Detroit taking Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. And the Knicks uh in the end did not go for it. The Knicks did not go for it in the draft. Jaden Ivey is a top five pick. I don't know how they're going to work it out between him and Cade Cunningham. Both of them need the ball quite a bit to succeed. But I think that the Pistons just said, you know what? We need talent. We need guards. Let's take Jaden Ivey. It's a great pick for Detroit. It's a great pick for Detroit. Uh, in my opinion, I think Jaden Ivey is the best player in the draft. So fair play to Detroit. Um, they were probably not thinking they were going to get him the way the draft was looking, but in the end, Sacramento takes Keegan Murray. I, again, I saw a, a route for the Knicks to take Jaden Ivey here with a trade up. 
It did not happen. Jaden Ivey is a member of the Detroit Pistons. And we now wait on the Indiana Pacers. That is rough. Um, Tough blow. And now we wait to see what the Knicks do at 11. I think there's no other way, really. Again, Shadon Sharp's been talked about, so maybe that's in play. But other than that, the Knicks are probably going to stand pat here at 11. And we wait to see what they are going to do. All right, I've had a little bit of food. Had a little bit of food. The Pacers are next. The pick is in. So we've skipped ahead a little bit because I had to eat something. I think this is the first year I've done this where I've had I've mixed up when I need to eat and things like that. So I apologize for that. I am taking some breaks here to eat a little bit of food. But this is uh, Jay Billis just said it right. This is where the draft gets very interesting now because now that Jaden Ivey has been taken and the top five we expected to be the top five, not in, not in the right order that many expected, but. The draft can really go in many different directions now. We really don't know who the Pacers will pick here. The pick is in. Adam Silver's at the podium. Let's see what happens here. This could get very interesting and can go a number of different directions based on what the Pacers need. Indiana is going to select Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. See, this is, like I said, this could get very interesting. So Benedict Matherin goes next. It's a little, another blow for the Knicks because that's a guy the Knicks really could have used but or could have been in the conversation for being in the Knicks draft plans. Great player. Pac-12 player of the year. So, and a player that fits you know, what Indiana needs as they start to kind of rebuild things with that group. And after I take a swig of water, I just want to mention as well that there, who the Knicks will take now is really anyone's guess because we don't know what the teams that are coming up next are going to do. It really is all over the place. So whether you think the Knicks should take Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin, shade on sharp, you know, again, Benedict Matherin was on the radar potentially. Now he's not. A lot of different things can happen. A lot of different things can happen now because... So many teams in front of the Knicks need a lot, need a lot. Now, there's four teams left until the Knicks pick. The Blazers are next, then the Pelicans, the Spurs, almost never seen the top 10 in our lifetime, and then the Wizards. So I four picks until the Knicks go, a lot can still happen. Will Malachi Branham be the pick as well? A lot could still happen. Ochai by the way, still in play for the Knicks as well at 11. So we'll see. This becomes very interesting and is up in the air. Portland now is on the clock. All right. The Portland pick is in. I skipped ahead again. I'm still eating. I'm eating right now. I'm trying to eat as little as I can on the actual recording. Adam Silver is at the podium. Let's see what he says. Shaden Sharp is the selection out of Kentucky for the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. The two players who could have been Knicks if they had traded up are now both off the board. 
very curious now to see what what happens. The Knicks really are running out of options here to really make a big move, a statement. I think it, once again, it just feels like they're just going to play it safe and stick with where they're at. It's pretty disappointing. I can't lie to you about that. Um, I, I think this is a decent pick for Portland. I don't really know where they're going right now. You, you, the whole thing surrounds what's going to happen with Damian Lillard. I really don't know what's going to happen with him. So that really, you know, I, I don't know what that pick really does for them long term. It might be good, but you just don't know what's going to happen with Damian Lillard. So it's tough to really gauge how good the pick is. Um, it, it fits somewhat of a need for the Knicks. Uh, sorry, pardon me, for the Trailblazers. But I really don't know where they're looking like, what they're going to be looking like the next five years, Portland. It really is up in the air. So they got a great player. I I just don't know what they're going to look like as a team, even though they have drafted well here. So New Orleans is next at eight. They're on the clock. And I got to say, unless Johnny Davis gets picked in these next couple, I kind of feel like the Knicks might end up with Johnny Davis here. This kind of feels like a, a, a time where they end up settling for him and I, I hate using that word settle but we're, with where the Knicks could have ended up tonight and the fact that they haven't traded to, to do anything um is a bit of a disappointment again I, I tweeted out just a few minutes before the draft started that I was really hoping the Knicks would go for it tonight and go up and get Jaden Ivey or go up and and and, and get get their guy you know whether they thought it was Jaden Ivey maybe Shaden Sharp whoever and in the end, it, it looks like the Knicks are just going to stay pat at 11, and that's it. Um, not to say there aren't good players that they could take. Yeah, Johnny Davis, Ochai Abaji, Ty Ty Washington are all available, but it, it is disappointing. You know, it's disappointing that the Knicks uh, have not pulled the trigger here. I'm curious to see, you know, when, when uh, we get a chance, what was the reason why they didn't do anything? Um, but for right now, we await New Orleans's pick. I'm going to eat a little bit more, and then I'll let you know uh, my thoughts on what the Pelicans do here at 8. All right, the pick is in. Adam Silver is at the podium. Let's see who the Pelicans take here at number 8 in the draft. Oh, they take Dyson Daniels out of G League Ignite. How about that? Very interesting. I wonder if that's the highest ever G League pick in NBA draft history. Um, Another player that was on the Knicks radar that goes higher in the draft. So very interesting how that's going to play out. Honestly, it's an interesting pick because they have CJ McCollum in place, Brandon Ingram's in place. So I guess Dyson Daniels, they're hoping, is going to be coming off the bench and, and making an impact immediately on this team. But this is a Pelicans team that could do a lot of damage next season. If Zion comes back healthy, they become a very different team in the Western Conference, which is already stacked. So very intriguing pick for um, for New Orleans here. I actually like this pick a lot for them, potentially. So... I'm going to I'm going to quickly I have one little piece uh, of my food left to eat. I really am trying to avoid not eating and hearing you ch- hearing hear you hearing me chew on this podcast. You don't deserve that. So, 
I'm going to take one more little jump ahead here, and then we'll look ahead to what San Antonio does at nine, and then I'll take you the rest of the way without any food in my mouth. All right, San Antonio is on the clock. Uh, the pick is not in yet. 130 left. They're the ninth pick in the draft. Knicks pick in two picks. And then what I'm going to do after that, we'll analyze the Knicks pick. We'll break it down a little bit. Then we're going to skip ahead. And like we do every year, we, we, we go through the first round until the Knicks pick. Then we skip ahead to whatever the Knicks do next. So if they trade up from the second round, then we'll look at that. If they do anything else... Well, look at that. If they fall out of the draft, this will be a pretty quick show. But anyway, um, the Knicks pick in the second round as well. So we will wait to see. Uh, we'll skip ahead to then. And we, and we will see what the Knicks will do uh, with pick 42 in this draft. So, And I highlighted some players in an article this week uh, to see, you know, as, as good options, I thought, for what the Knicks are going to do. Um, the clock is still going here on San Antonio. Um, the Knicks had been in a potential situation to, you know, rumored to be trade for, uh, for DeJounte Murray, who's now being shown on the screen here. Um, the pick is in for the Spurs. They showed him on the screen, I think, to kind of see where, you know, this pick could fit, uh, as far as, you know, on the team going forward, um, doesn't look like, again, the Nixon Spurs had been rumored to maybe come up with something. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least not here. And it looks like, again, that, uh, that the Spurs are just going to make their pick. The Spurs, by the way, have three first-round picks. They got a lot here to try to build this team for the future. So we'll see. We will see. But this feels like it's going to be a very vanilla, excuse me, geez, a very vanilla draft for the Knicks. They're just going to take their pick at 11. They're going to go home and and that might be that. And I, I hope that's not a sign of what's to come during the offseason. But knowing the Knicks, you know, it might very well be what is a sign of things to come. So we'll see. We can keep on hoping, keep on, you know, seeing what happens and reading into things. But the Knicks could have had a big night tonight. I think that's why this is kind of disappointing. We, we read some of the reports, the rumors, and the Knicks could have had a very big night tonight. It feels like it's going to be a very uh, mediocre night, potentially. And depending on who they pick, not so good. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. For now... Um, we just wait on Adam Silver for the San Antonio pick. And frankly, again, this is pretty wide open. I, I, I'm not entirely sure where they'll go. Uh, looking at the best available from Jay Billis here, AJ Griffin from Duke. He's been all over the place on draft boards because of his health. Jalen Duran from Memphis. Maybe he's a pick here. Johnny Davis, Malachi Branham, uh, Williams out of Duke as well. We'll see. Um, all those guys are also in play for the Knicks. Because again, after this pick, there's only one pick left. And Adam Silver is at the podium. The San Antonio Spurs will take... Oh, Jeremy Sochan out of Baylor is the pick. Wow. 
Well, the Spurs tend to surprise at times in the draft. They like their guys. They go after specific people. And they're taking the kid out of Baylor, Jeremy Sochan. Wow, very interesting pick. Didn't exactly light it up at Baylor last season. But you know what? The Spurs like him. And the Spurs take him. Wow, very interesting to see what they like in him. The fact that ESPN, by the way, is showing different hair colors he had at Baylor, that I, I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But did what do they run out of basketball things to talk about with him? Come on. Like let's you know, that's great that he's got a hair thing going on. It looks good. Not even knocking it. I'm just saying. Like, like, the only attribute that they have listed for him is versatility. Like, give the guy a little bit more basketball loving than that, you know. But maybe the whole thing is that he, you know, wasn't supposed to go this high. That, that could be another thing. They weren't expecting him to get taken this high in the draft. But the Spurs clearly like something about him. And they've decided to take him. So... Wow, very interesting. I'll throw in something because I've watched him play uh, at Baylor, especially in the NCAA tournament. Solid defender, can handle the ball, pretty good distributor as well. So fair enough. I I get it. I I think it's a little bit of a reach. I think it's a little bit of a reach, but the Spurs weren't going to trade down. You know, that's what's difficult sometimes with the draft. So Jeremy Sochan's the pick, Greg Popovich. Likes it? Oh, no. Spike Lee is dapping up Jaden Ivey. Oh, what could have been? What could have been? It's just tough to watch. It really is. Well, fair play to Spike for for wishing him well. It's just... That's tough to see. That's... (laughs) You know, that's that's tough to see when you know you could have had him on your team. So, Spike's all decked out in Nick gear, as we've come to expect. Uh... Washington's still on the clock. They just threw it to a break. Washington's on the clock. I'm now watching Trey Young go through a, a Home Depot, I think, or something like that. Some sort of uh, maybe maybe uh, was it Sam's Club, BJ's, something some sort of uh, shopping club store, bulk shopping club store, and uh, that's great. So anyway, well apparently Spike Lee's gonna be on set with Chet Holmgren coming up next. Um, okay. I guess, the, well, what, is Spike Lee going to react live to the Knicks? Pe- I, guess, I guess that's okay. Cool. Uh, whatever. Not, not, not really. Don't really care too much about that. Anyway, um, Knicks have one pick to wait. Um, I, I'm kind of, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, right? I don't think the Knicks are going to take a point guard here. So I don't think Ty Ty Washington or anybody like that is up for grabs again the three most likely players the knicks would pick whether they would trade up or stand pat at the guard position were Jaden ivy right he's gone obviously um shaden sharp is gone as well so is dyson daniels all three of those guys are gone so it, it really is going to be interesting now to see what happens because when you look at what the Knicks options are at the moment. You look at someone like Jalen Duran. You look at somebody like Johnny Davis, AJ Griffin. I don't love some of these options. I really don't. I don't think the Knicks should take AJ Griffin. 
I, th- I, I think he's a risky pick here. That's really what I would say. I think he's a risky pick. I think the Knicks, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'd be more happy with maybe even an Ochai here than, you know, A.J. Griffin. You know, I honestly, from where we're sitting right now, Johnny Davis is looking okay. I, I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be over the moon about it. Wouldn't be over the moon, but I think Johnny Davis gives you scoring and some talent and the Knicks need both of those. The other interesting thing is the Mitchell Robinson situation with Jalen Duran if he's available, be in, in play. Malachi Branham, by the way, the guard out of Ohio State, certainly an option here. Again, wouldn't be over the moon about it, but he's an option. Uh, the Wizards pick is in, by the way. Still a commercial, but, you know, the good news is the Knicks could still get a guard here that, that could be solid. I think if you get Davis, Branham, or Abaji, I think you'd be, you'd be feeling okay. I don't know if I'd give the Knicks higher than a B plus with that pick. It's a very, you know you know, end of the lottery kind of selection where you really just have to see if it plays out well on the court, you know? The disappointing thing is is none of those players I just listed really blow me away. They, they don't make me feel like, wow, the Knicks had an amazing draft, you know? It really, really doesn't. So, that disappointment, at least for me, is starting to set in a little bit. Um, it, it, it is tough because... It does feel like for another draft, the Knicks haven't haven't put all the chips in the middle. You know, it, it really is frustrating to see. So, I'm going to be interested to see what happens here. Um, who do I, as far as who who do I think is going to get picked next? I honestly, and they're still in a commercial break here. Um, I could see Griffin or Davis going here. AJ Griffin from Duke or Johnny Davis. Um, I could see Malachi Branham going here as well. But I, I, I'll be interested to see. The Wizards need a, quite a few things, including a point guard, which is why I'm a little worried. But we'll see. Uh, Adam Silver's at the podium. And the Washington Wizards select. They take Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin Wow. Well, there goes there goes another Nick option that really could have been a solid fit. Wow. Right as I was saying too that I would have been fine with Johnny Davis. Uh, that is the that's a tough blow. That's a tough blow for the Knicks. Um, pretty good fit for Washington. I, I will say that Johnny Davis. I mean, I wouldn't be su- surprised if he has Bradley Beal type comparisons. So I don't know why they would take a player that's. Again, I, I thought they might take him, but I, I they very similar player to Bradley Beal in a lot of ways. So I, I don't don't quite get it in some regards. Long term, in particular, it makes some sense because you know, Bradley Beal is injury prone. But other than that, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, as long as Bradley Beal's there, I don't know how Johnny Davis is going to be used on this team. But the moment we've all been waiting for, uh, the Knicks are on the clock. They've got five minutes to make a selection here. Um, I'm very, I'm going to be very interested. Again, very interested to see 
how this plays out. I'm trying to again. I'm trying my best here to stay off of Twitter and give you a live reaction here. I nearly lost. I nearly uh, blew it on the Johnny Davis thing. I saw that a pick had been in. I, I didn't. Luckily, didn't read it. So, Johnny Davis was a live reaction. But here come the Knicks, and, and honestly, at this point, I really don't know. I really don't know uh, what the Knicks are going to do here. We're starting to see Knicks fans uh, get rowdy inside of Barclays Center. Uh, Malachi Branham, Ochai Abaji, as far as the guards, are probably the best ways to go here. Um, other than that, again, I think Ty Ty Washington might be a reach here at 11. And I frankly just don't think the Knicks are going to take him at this point. Um, the only other guy I could think of, and I don't know if I'd be thrilled with him, to be honest, is Jalen Duran out of Memphis. But again, that would assume that you're not going to keep Mitchell Robinson, I would, I would guess. Cause you also, have, uh, Jericho Sims on the roster. So uh, we'll see. I, I just kind of hope they don't take AJ Griffin. Mark Williams would be another option if you're looking to go big here. But, oh man, I, I'm worried actually now about this pick. I really don't know what the Knicks are going to do here. I think if it's, if, I think if it's Branham or Abaji, I think you can feel happy, relatively happy with it. But if it's not, I, I think this would be a very worrying pick. For the Knicks, a, a pick that I would, I'd really start to question where the Knicks are at. Uh, the, the team needs for Bobby Marks. They've got shot creator at guard, versatile three and D wing. Fair enough. Um, the Knicks pick is in the Knicks pick is in, um, man. Oh man. Very interested to see what, what they're going to do here. This is, this is more wide open than I was expecting. When we got to 11, I thought the Knicks would have a pretty good. I thought they would have either either traded up or had a pretty good idea of where they were going to go. I honestly don't know what the Knicks are going to do here. Um, I'm I, like, I'll just say this. Almost everybody that I named during the draft process that I thought the Knicks could take here have either been drafted or have, or their stock has fallen so low that, that the Knicks are probably not going to take them. So Malachi Branham out of Ohio State and Ochai Abaji out of Kansas feel like the two most likely options here. But again, Jalen Duran is there. I'm worried about A.J. Griffin. I don't know if that would be a great pick for the Knicks as well. Um, let's see. Are they... They're just whipping around to different fans right now. The Knicks hat is on the screen. Who will be wearing that hat? The pick's been in for a little while. Now they're just showing more Knicks fans. So I, I unmuted for a second to see if they were going to talk about who, you know, if anything else was going to happen, like trades or something like that. But the pick is in. And uh, Adam Silver is headed up to the podium. So let's see who the Knicks will take in the NBA draft. All right, I've unmuted it. The Knicks are going to select Usman Jang from France. Usman Jang out of France. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say. 
I don't know what to say. I... This feels like an odd pick to me. He's listed as a forward, which the Knicks really don't need. Um, this is... Wow. Oh, there's some news. Hold on here. Woj is coming in. Hold on a second here. Oh my gosh. The Knicks have traded Usman Jang. Usman Jang has been traded to the Thunder for future picks. Unreal. Wow. I know I was supposed to talk a lot more there. I'm speechless. Absolutely speechless. Um, I almost don't know what to say. Uh, wow. So the Knicks not only don't take a guard, their pick is traded. Wow. I I have not the, all that. Uh, hold on, I'm looking at Woj's feed here to see if he's got the full thing. Wow, I I almost don't know what to say. For me, I I I think that's an absolutely dreadful decision. Apparently, the Knicks are getting multiple first round picks now. I don't know. What that means for this draft, um, I'm trying to see if, I'm trying to see if, uh, does that mean the Knicks will be picking later on in the first round is my question, because then that'll be where we'll pick it back up. But, oh man, I was really hoping that, that the Knicks would not do that tonight, but they have. The Knicks have gone and traded their pick down in the draft, if not for future picks. So, wow. I I don't understand it. Um, in my opinion, I, I don't think it really... I don't really think it makes a lot of sense, frankly. The Knicks need help. The Knicks need help. And the fact that they haven't... Not only have they not made a pick in this draft in the first round, potentially, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Thunder, it just says the Thunder will send multiple first round picks to the Knicks, but when will the Knicks get those first round picks is really the question. When will... Is it for this season? Is it for... Future seasons. OKC is still on the clock. I'm still. I'm more. We're, we're kind of. Again, we're kind of moving away from that right now because because of what's just happened. Um, it's going to be all over the place. I feel like for the next couple of minutes here because the only. I guess the only thing I could say in a positive way is maybe the Knicks just didn't feel like. The guys that were left were good enough, but Ian Begley had just reported that um, 
as as wow OKC is gonna take Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Wow, the draft's getting very odd now. Um, apparently, the Knicks remained active for a while trying to get Jaden Ivey. Um, uh, wow, wait, Ian Begley is actually saying that the Knicks are still trying to get. Jaden Ivey. Wow, they're still trying to get him. Wow, okay. Ian Begley has given me a little bit of hope here. Um, Courtney Ian Begley, part of the Knicks' pursuit of Jaden Ivey after he was taken by Detroit, had depended on which players are there at 11. So the Knicks maybe don't like what's going on at 11 and now they're trying to figure out a way to get Jaden Ivy from Detroit wow this would be very interesting I'm, I'm assuming I've not seen anything else since that update so I'm assuming that the Knicks are as we speak trying to figure out a way to get Jaden Ivey still. Wow, that is very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, wow. Okay. So, well, okay. So two things that now have to be answered, right? Two things that have to be answered. We, you know, will the Knicks get Jaden Ivey? Apparently that's still in play. Wow, that's still in play for the Knicks. So that's a good sign. Ian Begley with some great reporting there. The second part of this is with the the Thunder trade, where do the Knicks picks end up? And do they end up in this draft? I think that is really the next point of contention here. I I honestly I wasn't expected I wasn't expecting to still be talking. I thought we'd be taking the break here and jumping ahead to round two but there has been some new developments here and i'm very interested um to see how this plays out wow this could be a very interesting next couple of minutes here potentially next couple of hours um so ian bagley just confirmed as well that the knicks are not getting the 12th pick so the Santa Clara player, uh, I apologize, I already forgot his name. Um, Jalen Williams, who just got picked. Very, uh, very weird selection there. Feels like a little bit of a reach. Anyway, Jalen Williams is going to be OKC's for now, it looks like. So that's going to be really fascinating to see how this plays out. Ian Begley is all over it tonight. I now have Ian Begley open in a separate tab and I've Woj open in a <laughs> in a separate tab as well. This is all over the place right now. Um what I want to do is I do kind of want to take a little bit of a break here and skip ahead. But I, 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 before I do that, though, I kind of want to make sure the Knicks don't have any other first-round picks. I think that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking to first, just to just to make sure, 
you know, really just to make sure uh, that we, you know, as far as when we're going to be skipping around and and stuff like that. Um, well, okay, this is a this is a, this is a report that doesn't look great for the Knicks. Knicks writer and NBA columnist for Newsday, Steve Popper, tweeted out a half an hour ago as well. He was hearing that the Knicks are still talking with Detroit about Ivy selection, a deal that could be made if Jalen Duran is available at 11 and they do a package deal with that pick. However, Jalen Duran was available. The Knicks did not take him. They traded him to OKC. They traded their pick to OKC, which was Dang. So, or Jang, I apologize. So that's not looking great for the Knicks. Um, that, that, Gets me back into, oh boy, I don't think that that's going to be good. So, now I don't know. Now I don't know uh, what is going to to happen. Now, I'm happy, I, I must say, with all due respect to Usman Jang, very happy the Knicks did not select him to keep him. I, I didn't think that pick would make any sense for the Knicks at all. They clearly made the pick to trade him. Um... But now, uh, I really don't know where the Knicks go from here tonight. They've traded their 11th pick for future first-round picks. I'm guessing that means that there's the Knicks are done for the first round, which is extremely disappointing. Um, other than that, I think we wait for the second round. Sad to say that. But that's really it, it looks like. Um, what I'm going to do is this. We'll skip ahead. And the next time you'll hear from me, there's either going to be Knicks news or the Knicks are picking in the second round, and that's going to be that. So that's it for now, and we'll wrap things up with whatever the Knicks do next after we take a short little skip ahead. Okay. Uh, we have news. We have skipped ahead. Charlotte is on the clock. However, because I've now been looking more at Twitter, Shams is reporting that Charlotte is going to take Jalen Duran out of Memphis here and trade him to the Knicks. So Jalen Duran, it appears, is going to be a Nick. Um... Whoa, wait a minute. Now, now Jake Fit. Wait, what is going on here? Now Jake Fit. Jake Fisher is now saying that Jalen Duran is being rerouted to Detroit. And Adam Zagoria. Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report and Adam Zagoria, another basketball insider, are saying that Jalen Duran is headed to Detroit with Jaden Ivey. And. Oh, right. We're getting conflicting. We're now getting conflicting tweets and reports here. Shams just tweeted out. I'm looking at it now. Sources. Hornets traded Jalen Duran to the Knicks. Right above that, it says Jalen Duran is being rerouted to Detroit. Above that, it says Jalen Duran is headed to Detroit. What is going on? What is going on right now? What is happening? Hmm. 
My yeah, the pick yeah, the ESPN on my stream is behind. So this is all over the place. I really now I don't I, now I gotta look at Shams. What's going? Well, hold on, let me look at Woj first. Woj has nothing yet with this. Ian Begley, nothing from him. This is now turning into me just reading people's tweets. I apologize for that. But we have conflicting things going on right now. We have very conflicting things. Sham said Jalen Duren will be picked by Charlotte. Then he said Jalen Duren will go to the Knicks. But multiple reports are saying that Jalen Duren's going to the Pistons. So, because part of me got excited, maybe like the Knicks take Jalen Duren and then trade him to Detroit. I, yay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. This is all over the place. Shams, all right, hold on. I'm going to refresh Twitter. I have three, I actually have four different tabs open now for Twitter. Uh, Ian Begley is reporting that the Knicks are getting Jalen Duran from Charlotte. What? But then, oh my God. But then Woj says the Pistons are getting Jalen Duran. What is going on? What is happening? Wait a minute. I am, I'm lost. Great tweet from John Rothstein, by the way. The Knicks are on the clock. Contact your nearest cardiologist. It really is like that. It really... <laughs> it That's exactly what it's like. It's unbelievable. Um, am, I, am I overreacting? What is going on? What is going on? It looks like Cleveland's going to take Ochai Abaji out of Kansas. Good pick. Very good pick uh, for them. Uh, goodness, I am, I'm at a loss. I don't know who's, is there a conflict here? I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just seeing it go back and forth and then back and forth. I know, oh boy. I am very, very. Uh, any update from Shams here? No update from Shams. Woj says it's Detroit. Oh, oh, no. Okay, now they're saying. Shams just tweeted, Knicks are trading Kemba Walker to Detroit with Jalen Duran. So this is, okay, that makes some sense. That makes some sense. So the Knicks have traded to get Jalen Duran and then sent him with Kemba to Detroit. What do the Knicks get back in return is really the question now. Because is that the package deal that gets the Knicks Jade and Ivy and totally turns the night around here? Because the Knicks and and Ian Begley. Okay, so Ian Begley just just confirmed. 
what Woj said. So I think we're on the same page. A little bit of a weird situation there for a few minutes. Um, this is all happening. Uh, again, I'm reacting to all of this as it's happening. So, the so okay, let's recap what the Knicks have done so far. They have traded their 11th pick to OKC for future first-round picks. Then the Knicks traded... I'm not sure what they traded to get him, but they traded with Charlotte um, to get Jalen Duran, and then they are trading Jalen Duran and Kemba to Detroit. What they're getting in return apparently remains a mystery here because I have not seen any tweets yet as to what the Knicks are getting back, and I'm very worried because... Okay, hold on. Looking at Woj here to see what he's got. Woj just tweeted, the Pistons are sending the Hornets the 2025 first-round pick via Milwaukee in the Duran trade, which they got from Portland in the Jeremy Grant deal yesterday. So that's one little piece. Are the Knicks are the Knicks getting Jaden Ivey? Is that the deal, the package deal that I think Newsday was reporting that the Knicks were looking for to get Jaden Ivey? Again, Shams really was the one that cleared this up, saying that uh, the Knicks acquired Jalen Duran, then moved him with Kemba Walker to the Pistons. Um, which again, getting rid of Kemba is a good thing. Um, the part of this that's really, uh, the, the, the biggest piece left is what do the Knicks get back in the trade? Mark Stein has tweeted out that the Pistons are getting Jalen Dern and the Knicks more crucially for immediate free agency matter matters are shredding Kemba Walker's salary to Detroit to help fund the, their free agent pursuit of Jalen Brunson. Oh my gosh. That would be very, very disappointing if this was all done just to get rid of Kemba to maybe get Jalen Brunson. Oh my gosh. That I'm not a fan of. That's a lot for Jalen Brunson. Maybe not a lot, a lot, but that's a lot to not, but really that's a lot to not get Jaden Ivey in return. That's really what it is. Um, Dang, if that's really what this is all about, just to get some space for Jaden Ivey, I'm sorry, for, for Jalen Brunson, Wow, that's that's really risky because there's no guarantee the Knicks are actually going to get him. I thought this was all to get Jaden Ivey in return. Oh my goodness. I'm going to tweet right now, actually. Wow, I, I am stunned. I was not expecting this to go that way. I really wasn't. I really was not expecting the Knicks to to do all of that just to 
just to try to make it easier to get Jalen Brunson. I mean, oh, I get you want Jalen Brunson, but if you can get Jaden Ivy, why not get him? Man, oh man. The biggest thing that I'm worried about is that there's no guarantee they're going to get him. And that's what I'm tweeting out right now. That's what makes me very worried. Wow. I I am... Remember, remember a little while earlier in the podcast and I was speechless? I, I, I feel like I'm speechless again. Th- this is nuts to me. Woj is confirming that, that Jaden Ivey is a piston. That's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. I I am absolutely... I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And, and frankly, uh, this is this is not looking like a very good draft at all for the Knicks. It really isn't. They now... Because that's the thing. Now they have to get Jalen Brunson. They're doing all of this. You know, I mean, that's really what is making me very, very worried here. Uh, I just checked the draft board. There's been a few picks that have gone by uh, since. Abaji to Kansas, Mark Williams uh, to Charlotte. Um, I th- are the Hawks on the clock? I guess the Hawks are next. Um, we'll skip ahead. Any Knicks news or the Knicks second round pick is what we'll touch on after we skip ahead in the podcast and in the draft. So we'll talk to you then. I uh, I rejoin this uh, NBA Draft live reaction podcast absolutely stunned. Um, there's still no report as to what the Knicks are getting back as, far as, the, as part of this three-team deal between Charlotte and Detroit. Uh, the more and more I'm looking at it, it feels like people are reporting that, or at least writing that, the Knicks did this all to clear up cap space for Jalen Brunson this offseason. And... I, I just tweeted this out. So you can get some of my live reaction on Twitter as well. I'm stunned. I, maybe I don't have the right to be surprised at this point, but I'm beyond surprised with this. Um, I'm absolutely shell-shocked. I can't believe I'm sitting here at almost 10 o'clock Thursday night of the draft, and not only have A, the Knicks not made a draft pick yet, but B, the Knicks have traded their draft pick for cap space to get rid of Kemba Shore. But so far, all I've seen is they've traded with OKC to get you know for future first-round picks in return. Did they really just do a three-team deal to get rid of cap space just to get Kemba Walker 
off the books and I keep I keep refreshing Twitter. I keep looking around. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski just tweeted out that Kemba and the Pistons are going to discuss a buyout, so he's not even going to stay in Detroit. He is going to um, to become a free agent in all likelihood. Um, I, I'm absolutely shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. This this night for the Knicks has been an absolute disaster so far. And I tried to hold out as long as I could to get all the information. But until I hear what the Knicks got back in this three-team deal, it's hard for me to sit here and act like things are going well. Because they're not. They really aren't. And... I'm absolutely, I, I, honestly, I'm, in, sh- I'm in, in absolute shock right now. In absolute shock. Because again, the other thing that I, you start to connect the dots on is everyone's saying, well, look at what Detroit's done. Like Detroit's having a hell of a night, and they've kept Jade and Ivy in this trade, it appears. So the Knicks have not gotten Jade and Ivy out of this deal. So what did they get? Just cap space? Just to get rid of Kemba? I mean, it's shameful from the Knicks. Absolutely shameful. If that was the point of that three-team trade, right? It's what it's bad enough, right? To say that, well, we're not going to take Usman Jang out of France. We're going to trade that for future first-round picks. That's bad enough. When you could have taken Malachi Branham or even a guy that I, I again, I've liked from the beginning that I didn't think the Knicks would end up getting the chance to take, but Ochai Abaji out of Kansas could have been a great option there as well. And you trade that away for future picks. And by the way, we haven't even confirmed when those picks are going to be yet. So the, the biggest takeaway right now, as in the actual draft itself, I've kind of been, I've, I've kind of been tuning out. We're 19 picks in. The Timberwolves are on the clock as we speak right now in this draft. We don't, no, if the Knicks have anything besides first round picks and getting Kemba Walker off their hands. It's outrageous to me. Absolutely outrageous. And again, I said this earlier, uh, I guess a week or two ago, a few podcasts ago. This was going to be a very telling night for this Knicks front office. And I'm starting to realize this might be a, a night we remember about this regime under Leon Rose, World Wide West, Tom Thibodeau, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. This might be a night where we look, we look back and we go, Yo, what the hell just happened? What just happened? That's what we're looking at. It really is a stunning turn of events here tonight. It really is. I, I did not expect this to go this sideways for the Knicks because, again, they could have just played it safe. They could have just played it safe and just taken the pick. But the fact that the Knicks have uh, traded that pick, right, 
But on top of that, they've gotten rid of Kemba and maybe gotten nothing but cap space in return when they had the 11th pick in the draft is mind-boggling to me. Absolutely mind-boggling. So I just wanted to come on and give that live reaction. I don't know if that's go if I'm going to have to come back on here in a little bit and change that whole take because again, to be fair, it's not even ten o'clock yet. The night is still young, and the Knicks have another pick. But I'm absolutely shocked right now at what has transpired with the Knicks in this draft. Absolutely shocked. All of this to potentially miss out on Jalen Brunson is an absolute travesty. Absolute travesty. And frankly, I, I am stunned. I'm absolutely stunned right now. I've looked for, um, I just looked for an update from Ian Begley. He says, Kemba Walker will be sent to the Pistons by the Knicks in a deal that landed Jalen Duren in Detroit. If the deal is complete, New York sheds Walker's salary, but needs to essentially attach a first round pick to do it. It's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. A crime and a half to see this transpire. I'm absolutely stunned. Dare I say, we will jump ahead and either... We are going to jump ahead to the Knicks second round pick or we will jump ahead to some more Knicks news. Okay, so we have jumped ahead quite a bit. The Knicks have not picked yet. The first round is actually not over yet. Um, Still a lot to go, actually. I believe we're at pick 28 in the draft. I'm just coming on because there's a little bit more news around the Knicks first trade of the night. Um, the Knicks trade, which sent uh, Usman Jang to OKC, the Knicks basically, um, in return, they have received um, a 2023 protected first rounder via Detroit, a 2023 protected first rounder via Washington, and a 2023 protected first rounder via Denver. So the only good news there is that next year's draft, the Knicks have a lot of first-round picks that are protected. The bad news is, is that this draft is a complete wash. I mean, it's again, I, I really can't get away from that. This draft, and potentially this offseason, has been a, an utter disaster so far. And this draft um, has been an absolute nightmare for the Knicks. Um, and it, the only way that we will not look on this is one of the worst days in Knicks draft history is if the Knicks get Jalen Brunson. And it has looked more and more by the day that they will not get Jalen Brunson. So this is a very puzzling night for the New York Knicks front office. Um, I... I'm curious if there'll be more around the Kemba trade that comes out as far as what the Knicks get back in the immediate there. If it is just dumping cap space, uh, this will be a disastrous night. No question about that. Uh, The more and more I've waited, the more and more I've observed the draft, 
the more I've seen that, th- that this has been an absolute disaster of a night for the Knicks. I think there's really no getting around that at this point, unless we find out more in some way about uh, what's coming back in the Kemba three-way trade. But other than that, a nightmare. Um, a nightmarish evening um, for the Knicks. The only, uh, really the only positive uh, as a Yankee fan is is I took a break and watched the end of the Yankees <laughs> Uh, Yankees-Astros game and saw the Yankees come back from three runs down in the ninth to walk it off against the Astros 7-6. So that's really been the only good part of the night for me. Um, I apologize to anyone out there who's a Mets fan that's having a really rough night. Actually, I don't even know how the Mets are doing, but I, I you know what I mean? At least if you're a Yankee fan and a Nick fan tonight, um, you can take a little bit of pleasure from the Yankees coming back. Actually, I don't even think the Mets play tonight. So there you go. But boy, if you're a, if you're a Yankee fan and a Nick fan like I am, um you can take a little bit of a positive out of the evening. Great to see Aaron Hicks get a three-run homer to tie it in the ninth and then Aaron Judge walked it off, but other than that, um this has been a horrid night uh to be a Nick fan. There's really no question about it and I, I honestly i tweeted this out i will say it again absolutely uh stunned absolutely stunned with the way this night has turned out and frankly i uh, starting to starting to get to that point where i'm at a loss for words really am We're gonna, we'll jump ahead again uh the only other thing on the on the agenda is to see what the knicks do at 42 uh, it could get even worse. Who knows? We'll t- we'll jump ahead then, and we'll dissect that pick when it happens. Or if there's any news in between, we'll dissect that as well. And then we'll wrap things up right after we jump ahead here. Hello, hello, hello. We are back to wrap up this absolutely bonkers, bonkers, bonkers night uh, at the NBA drafts. I've been writing an article uh summarizing my action or sorry summarizing my thoughts on the night uh Knicks are very close to um oh to making that 42nd pick I guess um EJ Liddell was just drafted by the New Orleans Pelicans I'm now rejoining the draft live stream um I'm going to try to save some of my thoughts for the article, but a lot of my thoughts um, are going to be, you know, um, all over the place, uh, at least on the podcast and then potentially on the, (laughs) on the article as well. I need, I need some water here. Mouth is dry. Just trying to collect my thoughts after one of the craziest nights I can remember as a Knicks fan watching the draft. Um, It's been as crazy of a night as it could possibly be. And it could also be one of the worst nights in Knicks draft history. Potentially one of the worst nights the Knicks have ever had. And that is saying something. Um, The Knicks, you know, not only traded their 11th pick away, And they did so um, uh, in order to get multiple first-round picks in 2023. That's according to Shams. Uh, 
2023, uh, sorry, 2023 protected first rounder from Detroit, 2023 protected first rounder from Washington, and a 2023 projected first rounder via Denver. That was what the Knicks got back in return. Bobby Marks of ESPN added that uh, Washington's is a top 14, Denver top 14, Detroit top 18. Um, the Knicks weren't done. This is really the trade uh, that has got a lot of people, including myself, very upset. It's a three-team trade between the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Pistons. The Knicks trade Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker to the Pistons. So apparently, I guess, you know, they got that pick at 13. Um, I'm assuming from... Excuse me. Um... To take a look back here at the first round of this draft uh, from Charlotte. Initially, Charlotte had the pick. The Knicks got that in the deal from Charlotte. I'm assuming that's that's what it seems like, and then traded it to Detroit along with Kemba Walker and I think second round picks as well. And they did it all to free up cap space. For free agency. And the Knicks ended up with a couple of first round, future first round picks. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane to me. Um, Tim Tim Bontemps, who writes for ESPN, uh, wrote it out perfectly in a tweet that will be in the article tomorrow. Just to summarize what the Knicks did. The Knicks traded the 11th pick to OKC. OKC trades three firsts. To New York, the Denver, the Detroit, and the Washington 2023 protected picks. Knicks then trade the 2023 Denver pick and four seconds to Charlotte for that 13th pick. That's the little nugget in the middle that was kind of tough to read. Then they trade the 13th pick and Kemba to Detroit for a 2025 first round pick that's essentially what the Knicks got back in return so to summarize the Knicks trade 11 Kemba four second round picks and of course the little the little move in between to get you know Jalen Duran and in return they got three future firsts and cap space essentially is what the Knicks end up with on draft night before i go on a tirade here the knicks do have a second round pick it has not been made um it's about to be made okay hold on hold on a second here hold on okay mark tatum is going up to the Podium and the Knicks are what? Oh, wow! The Knicks select Trevor Keels out of Duke, a player that I highlighted as a potential option for the Knicks at this very pick. Very interesting. Well. I actually could tell you quite a bit more than maybe others that were available because I was I actually listed Trevor Keels in my first article for the site 
as a player the Knicks should look at in this spot. Now, there's two reasons that I put Trevor Keels as a potential option in this spot. Number one is Trevor Keels has some upside. There's no question about that. He is a player that really can turn into a solid, solid player. Six foot five, can handle the basketball, can score, and facilitate. He can also run an offense. He's a guy that actually could come in and challenge for a spot as a guard or a, or a wing player. So I, I'm actually pretty pretty satisfied with that pick, actually, because he was a player that I actually thought the Knicks could be, you know, I, what's the best? Could, could do well to get. It would be a solid pick for them in the second round. Um, what I'm not excited about... <laughs> is the first round. Um, here's what we'll do. Let, let's start to wrap this up because this has been a long, long draft reaction show. Listen, two, two quick things and then I'll get back to Trevor Keels and we'll wrap up. The reason what the Knicks did in the first round is extremely troubling, if not um, franchise you know, crushing here, is because there's a very good chance the Knicks are not going to get Jalen Brunson. There's, there's reports out there that Jalen Brunson is going to re-sign with, with Dallas after all this, if he gets the right offer. Kyrie Irving's in play now. Kyrie Irving has a lot of options that are better than the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks are going to get Kyrie. And Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon isn't a game changer for the Knicks. And even if he was, he can't stay healthy. So that's why what the Knicks are hoping to get out of tonight could end up being a bag of nothing. Three future first-round picks for us to do this all over again next year. Oh, and more nothing. So the first round, in my opinion, is an F-minus right now until next week when it'll probably be confirmed as an F-minus when the Knicks don't get any of these guys because the Knicks absolutely whiff on all of these. They just do. So I, again, just for the sake of you know of uh, transparency here, we could be wrong about tonight. And in a week from now, when the, when free agency begins, the Knicks could shut us all up by getting Jalen Brunson. But are they? Is that really going to happen? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. And I think the Knicks have just thrown away a huge chance to get their future point guard in Jaden Ivey. That's what I think just happened tonight. Will I be wrong? We'll find out next week. But it's not looking very good at all right now. Trevor Keels. Trevor Keels is a guy that many people thought should stay in college because they, they thought he was inconsistent. That was probably the biggest knock on Trevor Keels coming out of the draft. The big positives, and I highlighted this in my article on the website with second round picks being looked at, is the simple fact that Trevor Keels can A, score the basketball, B, potentially run an offense for the Knicks, and at least compete to be on the team, but C, he's got a lot of upside because of his size at 6'5", but also because he can handle the basketball. He's got multiple things that he can bring to the table that make him a pretty solid prospect. For the Knicks, and I know that there were some 
outlets that were really not high on him. But he's a guy that could play both guard positions and really has an opportunity to be very, very good. So for a second round pick, I think it's solid. I'd give I'd give Trevor Keels a B plus for a second round. But the night overall is an F. The night overall for the Knicks is a big fat F. And there's really no debating that. And the only way it becomes a B or an A is if they get Jalen Brunson, Kyrie Irving, and it, it, for me, Malcolm Brogdon, it's not worth all this for Malcolm Brogdon, if I'm being very honest with you. But I, I don't think any one of those things is going to happen. And I am as down on the Knicks as, I, as I've been since I've started this podcast. And I tweeted this out. You can check my, you know, at SJ7 if you want to go through my entire emotions throughout the night. Or just keep bouncing around this podcast. I mean, it's really, you know, you can go either way on that. But I- I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. And it really is, um, it's really a remarkable evening in all the wrong ways for the Knicks. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, That's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Let me know what you think, either in the comments on postingandtoasting.com, the comments of my article I'm going to write when this is done, recapping the night and going further into my thoughts on why this has been an awful night for the Knicks. And I'll give you a little bit more on Trevor Keels in that article as well. Or at St. J7 on Twitter. I've been interacting with a number of you guys tonight uh, on Twitter. So let me know what you think uh, on Twitter there as well. Thanks, as always, for listening. I hope you at least enjoyed some of the the drama of the night and my reactions to it. Uh, I always enjoy doing this. This is just a rough, rough night to be a Knicks fan. And we have a week to either have that be confirmed or for a, you know, for hell to freeze over and for the Knicks to actually get a star player to come here in free agency, which is just not going to happen. Um I'll talk to you next week. Next week, I'll actually be in Dallas traveling for work. Uh, So I might not be able to do the podcast on the Thursday. I might record it on the Wednesday, but we will see. Next week, free agency opens. So we'll do our best to cover that. And we'll see if we are confirming another Knicks funeral with a new front office in charge. Until then, try to enjoy the week. And I'll see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast, on the Posting and Toasting podcast network. Thanks as always for listening and I'll see you guys next time.